This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. How many people showed up at the big anti-Beyonce protest? We've got that story coming up. Also, David Bowie's son. Not a big fan of Gaga's tribute the other night. We'll get to both of those stories here coming up. But first, let's begin this hour's Z News with Paul McCartney. Can you people. imagine not letting Paul McCartney into any kind of party you're having? I I don't know what they were thinking. He's knocking on the door. Come on in, Sir Paul. But apparently, Tyga was hosting an after party after the Grammys at a club called Argyle and Paul McCartney was there with Beck and Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins and the bouncer wouldn't let them in. And there's a paparazzi video that seems to show another man coming out of the building and confirming that they were not allowed into the party. So Paul, gotta love him, responded in classic fashion. He said, how VIP do we gotta get? We need another hit, guys. Work on it. Wow. (laughs) So the paparazzi caught up to Tyga later and tried to question him about it, but he pretty much ignored them. Bow Wow, though. Bow Wow was at the party, and when he heard about it, he was shocked. Yeah, well, it's Paul McCartney. uh, It is. Tyga tweeted yesterday that he had nothing to do with it. Quote, he said, why would I deny Paul McCartney? Stop it. He's a legend. Yeah, it's almost, I later heard that uh, Tyga had no idea what was going on, that he's not the one that organized the party. And uh, that if he had known, he would have gone out there with a microphone and invited him in. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm told he's extremely embarrassed and that uh, the bouncers just or whoever they were just. They were clueless. They were clueless and just weren't thinking. You know, yeah. even if they knew Paul McCartney, they were probably told, you know, look, if they're not on the list, they don't get in. And <laughs> like anything else, you know, <laughs> you got to use your guy. brain every once in a yeah. while. God, it's just crazy. Yeah. Well, David Bowie's son, let's talk about that here for just a few minutes. Uh, Lady Gaga doing her big musical tribute to David Bowie the other night at the Grammys. I loved it. I thought she did a great job. A lot of people love Lady Gaga's tribute to David Bowie, but a lot of people didn't, and it sounds like Bowie's son, Duncan Jones, is one of the haters. During the show, he tweeted what appears to be a sarcastic shot at Gaga. He said, overexcited or irrational, typically as a result of infatuation or excessive enthusiasm, mentally confused. Damn it, what is that word? That word is... Gaga. Gaga. Yeah, if you, if you Google that definition, that's what comes up. I gotta give it to him that's kind of clever. 
Well, technically, we don't know what Duncan was trying to say, but it's hard to take that as anything but an insult. Right. On the flip side, Lemmy's son, Paul, was very happy with the way Hollywood vampires pay tribute to his dad. He says Lemmy would have been proud, so not everybody was... Disappointed with the tributes from last night, or from the other night, I guess. Well, it was a bit of a disappointing turnout for anyone that was planning on going to NFL's headquarters in New York for the anti-Beyonce protest, because... Only three people showed up. What? Are you kidding me? That was so publicized. I know. For a while, it was just one guy, a middle-aged white guy, wearing a New York Giants jacket and a newsboy cap. And another guy joined in. He told people he's a volunteer for the Ted Cruz campaign, and he was upset because he thinks the song Formation is a call for violence against the police. Then the third protester was a woman from Seattle who showed up two hours late. She was wearing a hat that said police across the front. Now, the anti-anti-Beyonce counter-protest was much more successful. Dozens, dozens of her fans showed up to support her. Yeah, just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I guess it was mostly internet rage more than anything else. Well, and it was pouring down rain. So, I mean, they're trying to figure out what happened here. Here's some theories. Maybe it was the weather or it was the middle of a weekday. And some people are thinking it was just a hoax or that it was just created to fuel the fire without any real intention of seeing it through and actually showing up. Wow. Three people. It's easy to get fired up and hide behind the internet, but when you actually have to show up someplace. Yeah, when you actually have to put your money where your mouth is and do anything about Mm -hmm. it. Different story. I guess. Republicans running for president keep crisscrossing South Carolina. Marco Rubio's out taking shots at Democrats. They're smarter than you, and they've got to be able to protect you from yourself. Calling Ted Cruz a liar. When anyone points to their actual records... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. They get very upset and begin screaming, liar, liar, liar. Hillary Clinton speaking at a forum in New York City at the Schoenberg Center for Research in Black Culture. We can build ladders of opportunity. The FDA telling blood banks not to accept donations from people who have traveled to countries where the Zika virus is active. A U.S. military court convenes at Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, to hear pretrial arguments in the case of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. A former supervisor for energy company BP goes on trial in New Orleans. Pope Francis celebrating mass heart of Mexico's drug trafficking country. President Obama meeting with Asian leaders in California. To encourage the entrepreneurship and innovation that are at the heart of modern competitive economies. Yeah, those are your headlines in less than 60 seconds. And now that you've heard most of the day's news headlines, it's time for some of the news that didn't make the news this morning. The saying, I have black friends. (laughs) Does that make people think you're less racist? Also, should you be wearing your Fitbit during sex? And four ways you might be wasting money. It's Wednesday, February 17th of 2016. We're Jeff and Jenna here. It is your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. 
There's uh, there's this running joke that anyone accused of being racist will say, I got lots of black friends. <laughs> Even though it's a total yeah. cliche and sounds so desperate, but it looks like people are going to keep using that line because, according to this latest study, it works. Well, hey, I mean, yeah. They got 450 people <laughs> and showed them... A white guy's Facebook profile where he made a joke about Asians. Okay. On some of the profiles, the joke started with, some of my best friends are Asian, but... <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Uh-huh. But some profiles left that line out, and both whites and Asians thought the guy was less racist when he used the, some of my best friends are Asian line. Right. In other words, if you point out that you have friends who are a different race right before you make a joke about that race, mm -hmm. according to this study, people tend to cut you slack. But there's a catch. Everyone still thought the people in the profiles were somewhat racist, so... Take it easy at the next happy hour. So does that work for other things, too? Like, I'm not trying to be mean, mm -hmm. but... Boy. I think it does, or maybe I, I, ha I have gay friends. I have fat friends. I have... Fill in the blank. Yes. Yeah. I take that as, I know you're not trying to be mean. You and I both know it's because you are mean. <laughs> and you have, to, you have to have a little of that in you to be able to recognize that. By the way, you can always tell when someone starts wearing a Fitbit because they realize what a sedentary loaf they are. That's why I haven't gotten one. Uh, you know, they become obsessed <laughs> with the number of steps they take each day, and they count everything as exercise, and apparently that's leading lots of people to count thrusting oh, God. as a fitness activity now. A new survey finding that 79% of people think that sex is a legitimate form of exercise. And what? And I'm not saying it isn't. I'm just telling you where people's attitudes are. Well, I've heard a lot of different numbers as far as how many calories do you burn, you know. Gets the heart rate going. Yeah. One third of people who have a fitness tracker wear it while they are having sex. And only one out of ten admit to the other person that they're counting sex toward their daily exercise goal. Why not? How was that cheating? I mean, are they keeping an eye on the Fitbit as it's going? Maybe in an attempt to, okay, I got to get another 15 calories here. Right. Think baseball, think baseball. Three minutes equals how many steps? <laughs> exactly. We got to go three more minutes. Are you done? <laughs> no. But 9% say they actually try to make it last longer to get they more do. fitness benefits out of it. Oh, that's funny. And, and whether sex is really is exercise is up for debate because one study a few years ago by the University of Montreal found that men burn an average of 4.2 calories per minute during sex, and women burn 3.1 calories per minute. It's not very good, huh. is it? Not really. <laughs> I don't know. You got to start doing some multiplication there. I suppose it depends. You know, three minutes versus an hour. Well, compared to running, it's probably not that impressive. Mm -mm. But you know, it's better than I suppose not burning fun. any at all. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw this on the news last night. This is a crazy story. If you feel like your student loans are going to haunt you until the day you die. <sighs> You're not alone. A, a guy named Paul Aker, he's from Houston, Texas. This guy got a student loan when he went to Prairie View A&M University back in 1987. And apparently he never paid off the last $1,500 of that loan. Okay. He's 48 years old now. He, honest to God, he's sitting at home Thursday night when seven 
armed U.S. Marshals in combat gear suddenly stormed his house and arrested him. Oh my God! Because of this, because of this fifteen hundred dollars that he evidently didn't finish paying off from 1987 they said they were armed since he was a registered gun owner so they took him to a cell in the federal building in houston and he eventually got in front of a judge and a collection lawyer the judge ordered him to pay five thousand seven hundred dollars for the loan the interest plus they're adding in the interest plus they threw in another thirteen hundred dollars to cover the cost of the raid on his house seriously seven u.s marshals raiding your house runs you thirteen hundred dollars that's crazy and if he doesn't pay that by march 1st he'll be arrested again and apparently, Paul is not the only one who is going to go through this. The U.S. Marshals are going to serve 1,500 warrants this year for people who have not paid back their student loans. Why so. are U.S. Marshals doing this? Because of the, the government loans? Evidently because they are government loans. And in the U.S. Marshals' defense, they had a representative on last night that was saying, look, this is an extreme case. It's not like we haven't been in contact with him mm. before and have been trying to collect this for a long time. He's well aware and he has, is, uh, is responsible for this. Okay. Uh, he's equally responsible for the escalation of this. Gotcha. He needs to take some responsibility for that. But, yeah, they're uh, they're clamping down. They're taking it seriously because they said there's something like a trillion dollars in outstanding loan debt wow. out there. That That's a the lot. government, you know, obviously needs that money. Mm-hmm. we got to take a break. What is this Zika virus? How do you get it? Is it something we need to be concerned about? Uh, Jen said, you know, the other day, it's no big deal. But then I see her on the Internet. I see you looking on Google. I see you Googling <laughs> symptoms. Well, you know, I always think I have all of it. Right. I thought I, you know, the swine flu, the bird flu, all of that. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. William Lovett from your wellness center is here to set us straight. Dr. Lovett, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Well, Jen says that unless you're pregnant or you might get pregnant, that this isn't a big deal. Is she right or is she wrong? She is right. Oh, nice. That makes me feel better. So what is the Zika virus then? Well, the Zika virus actually is a a virus that is specific to a certain mosquito type. And it tends to like warm, moist climates. That's why it's always been more in the southern hemisphere around the equator area. It recently made it to Brazil, and therefore it's made its jump closer to us. I mean, it's been in Florida. It's been on the Gulf Coast. Um, we have found the, uh, the the specific mosquito genus even up in Washington, D.C., and even in Chicago. And does it survive up there in the cold? Well, it survives down in the, in the, in the Gulf Coast states, uh, you know, Florida and that area, because they're warm enough and it's moist enough. Uh, it's only active in the summertime, more in the, in the upper part of the country. But the mm. virus itself, if somebody catches the virus, it doesn't matter what climate you're in, correct? That is correct. So if me or Jeff get this, we get bit by a mosquito that does that, we, we're good? No, no worries? No, there is worries. There have been some reported cases where men, through sexual intercourse, have given it to women. Oh, wow. Oh. So I'm not avidly trying to get pregnant, but if it happens, it kind of happens. So I, I mean, like, are there precautions I should be taking or something? Well, number one is uh, if you're going to some place where it's predominant, um, like, for example, if you're going to go to, like, Haiti or Punta 
Chicana or some places down in, you know, maybe Panama City. Number one is I would be I would be on birth control and I would not be missing a certain day. I would oh not be missing God. a baby dose at all. Where are you going? Fritchie? We're supposed to be going to Punta Cana in July. Okay, well, so let's don't get too excited about that yet. I would protect yourself uh, from getting pregnant, number one. Number two is I would also be wearing basically an EPA-registered insect repellent. Okay. DEET in it at 20%. Deet. Yeah, absolutely. Women that are pregnant can still use it. Women that are nursing can still use it. Um, but you need to put it on. And understand this. This is a mosquito type that is aggressively bites during the day, not the night like we're used to up here in the U.S. Wow. So I'll be honest with you. You know, my wife and I are going to Punta Cana at the end of April. I'm not going to be, you know, even though, um, you know, she's not going to have any more kids, I'm, you know, and I am certainly no big deal. I'm, I mean, I'm still going to watch where I go a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be taking all those big jungle trips. You know, and if I do, I'm going to wear, I'm going to lather up with DEET, and I'm going to make sure I have sunscreen on and all those protection areas. Uh, I think even Skin So Soft even has a DEET product in it. Oh, nice. Um, so, I mean, these are the things that you need to do to protect yourself. It doesn't mean don't do things. It just means protect yourself. Right, but let's say that you get it. Yep. How long will you have it before you're... How long are you contagious? Yeah. Okay, well, number one is probably about seven days once you start showing symptoms. Um, the incubation period on average is three to seven days. However, it's been known to incubate clear out to two weeks. Oh, wow. So three to 14 days is the safe range. Now, this is the other piece of the caveat. Only one in five people show symptoms. Oh. One out of five people show symptoms of the Zika virus. So this Correct. is a stinker. So 80% of women and men may never know that they, were, they had the Zika virus. Mm. And number two, once you get it, you have lifelong immunity. Oh, well, that's okay. a bonus. That's a plus. Yeah. yeah. So let's play this. Let's play this animal. Okay. Fritch goes to Punakana. She decides she's going to stay on birth control for whatever. She decides she's going to go through all the jungle and everything else because she wants to get it. <laughs> because now she has lifelong immunity and she never has to worry about giving it to her unborn children. There you go. That's an idea, isn't so, it? So I mean, you know, you can play it any way you wish. Everybody's panicky, and, and they should be. If you're pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, and at the same time as this, handle this. We don't even know for sure the Zika virus is causing all these microencephaly problems. Oh, oh no kidding. It's huh? not been confirmed. It's highly suspicious. Right. They're, it's highly suggestive. Yeah. Because in Brazil, I mean, it took over the country in literally six six months. Wow. And it happened to be associated times where the Brazilian physicians were starting to see all these kids born with small heads. So they're like, well, is it the Zika virus? Well, we really don't know. It looks that way. It's highly suggestive that way. It probably is, but we have no firm proof. Now, for women who are living in these areas where it's really predominant, is there a test that they can take to yeah. see if there are antibodies in their system that show it that they have already had it? Correct. Well, number yeah, number one is there, there's really two tests. The test that is really the most concerning, or the one that's more important, is once you've been what you, you showed symptoms of the Zika virus, or you've been in an endemic area, okay, you probably should be tested within two weeks of the time you get back. Okay. Because within two weeks, there's not going to be enough viral load to, for you to pick up whether you have the true virus. After that, there is an antibody titer you can take, but again, um, that just shows that you've got lifelong immunity. Um, but wow. the, the big one is you want to know why you were pregnant, were you exposed? Right. That really is what you want to know. Because even if you aren't you know, a child or your child is born and it looks normal, there's still risk of hearing issues and vision issues. Mm-hmm. Secondly is one in only five people show symptoms. Right. So you may say, well, you know, you may be a pregnant woman that went to this area. 
Mm-hmm. You may be one of those four or five who showed no symptoms. Mm-hmm. You should still be tested if you went to an endemic area where it's known to have the Zika virus. Gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Well, have a great time in Punta Cana when you're down there. <laughs> thank you for the clarification and for setting us straight. Yes, thank you. Uh, Dr. William Lovett from Your Wellness Center talking about the Zika virus and clarifying a lot of the confusion. We appreciate your coming on the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. No problem. Yeah, Hannah would like to go out with this guy named Mike. Um, they've actually gone out before. They met. They went out on a date. Hannah loved the date. She just wants to see him again. And unfortunately, that second date has not happened yet. So let's find out why. Hey, Hannah. Hi, Jeff and Jen. Hey. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm I'm sorry you haven't heard from Mike. Let's start from the beginning. Before the date, how did the two of you meet? Well, I'm sorry. I'm so excited to talk to you guys. This is <laughs> Part of me is kind of happy that I haven't gotten a call back from him just so I could, like, be on your show and have a second date update. You know, that's the nicest thing anyone said to us all week. Oh, because it's been a long week? Yeah. That's very sweet, and I think that is the first time we've heard that. Aw. Definitely. Um, so here's the deal. Okay. I go to UC, he goes to Xavier, and we met at a party at a mutual friend's house. Okay. okay. And we, like, totally hit it off. He's super cute and funny. And I guess he had a girlfriend up until a few months ago, but he doesn't talk to her anymore. And he hasn't really done any dating since they broke up. But we hung out pretty much the entire party, and I gave him my number. Okay. And he texted me late that night and then the next morning. And we ended up making plans to meet up in Northside for a few drinks. Okay. And it was awesome. Like, it was so awesome. (laughs) It just makes me laugh so much. And he's really sweet, you know, holding my hand, putting his arm around me and stuff, and he's such a great kisser. I don't think I've ever liked a guy the way I like him, and he's so different than any guy I've ever dated. Nice. So, we did end up back at his place, but, like, nothing major happened, but it was good. It was, like, chill, but romantic and great, and Mm -hmm. it was just so good. So I'm bummed that he's not calling me back. It's been over a week. It's been making me so crazy. Please help. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. You, I, I, I'm getting the feeling that you really like this guy. Yeah, you seem really into him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, look, I can't imagine what it could possibly be. I mean, were you pretty clear with him on the date that things were going well and you were having a good time? I mean, you didn't give him any indication that, you know. No. Yeah, I was like really, I was, I was up front and I, I'm not good at hiding my emotion. (laughs) Okay. Is that right? Uh (laughs) Yeah. Wear him on your sleeve. I think that's cool. I but wish more people could be like that. It felt pretty awesome. good to you, though, when he when he left, though. Things felt good between you two? Yeah, we, like, kissed, and everything was good. And then at that point, do you text him back? Do you call him? Do you leave a message? I text him, but I haven't heard back from Nothing. him. Nothing. Yeah, because you don't want to come on too strong. I get it. Mm-hmm. She had to go to Xavier to find the man that was just right for her. <laughs> now, you did mention that you ended up back at his place. How long were you there that night? maybe like an hour and a half um but oh. nothing like major we didn't we didn't go all the way but gotcha. we did have we did have fun so okay. i'm ready to go all the way now <laughs> oh. <laughs> let's see what we can do yeah but the chemistry was good it wasn't awkward it wasn't weird no it was like perfect all right good all right we're gonna call mike and see what he thought of hannah and his date with her <laughs> 
I would really like to meet this guy, Mike. Yeah, me too. I'm curious. Hey, is this Mike? Yes, speaking. Mike, it's Jeff and Jen at Q102. How are you doing this morning? Uh, good. <laughs> good. Mike, we're sorry to bother you this morning. Uh, this may seem like a weird phone call out of the blue, and I apologize, but uh, we have a mutual friend, and we want to talk to you about it for just a few minutes on the air, if that would be okay with you. Is this second date update? Yeah, it is it second date update. It is, bud. Oh, <laughs> are you okay with that? Uh, I don't really listen to you guys a lot, to be honest, but I do have a, a bunch of friends, and they talk about second date updates yeah. pretty much all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I always say, like, God, I hope nobody ever calls me. Oh. Well, take it as a compliment, because somebody out there obviously really likes you. We're talking about Hannah, who you met at the party. She goes to UC. She told us that you two hit it off at the party, and then you guys text a little bit before making a date, had a few drinks in Northside. She just thinks you're the greatest. And I don't know if you feel the same way, but I got to tell you, she is just head over heels, man. Well, don't freak him out. I don't want to freak you out either, but she sounds very she, sweet. Very enthusiastic. Absolutely. She's totally sweet. I mean, I I really had a nice time. It's just that uh, she kind of, I don't know, she freaked me out a little bit. How'd she freak you out? I mean, it was totally obvious that she was really into me. And, you know, that feels good. I mean, what what guy doesn't want attention like that? Right. Especially because she's totally pretty. And, you know, I thought the date was going well. I mean, it was totally simple. I mean, we just had drinks and some apps. But... I thought that she thought that I was taking on some like kind of dream date on The Bachelor. <laughs> you know, I mean, she was just like really enthusiastic about everything, and it, it was just like totally over the top in a way. Yeah. And she was talking about like what our future could be together, and oh. like, you know what kind of house we'd have, and what mm. kind of cars we wanted to drive, and like if we wanted kids, or Oof. you know how many kids we wanted, and I mean, I'm like fine, like, this is what she wants, she'd like to live her life this way, but I didn't take any of it too seriously until she drives me into this tattoo shop, which was right around the corner. Yeah. She wanted to get these matching tattoos to commemorate the first date. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, and she was, like, you know, picking out these different designs through the book and some stuff on the wall and figuring out where we should get it on ourselves. And oh, I, I, mean, dude. I just thought she was joking around, but she wasn't. And uh, apparently she has a lot of tattoos because every artist knew her. <laughs> and most of them were hidden, so I didn't, I didn't really see. Right. But she apparently has, like, 20... 20-some-odd tattoos or something. And are all of them names of guys that she went on first dates with? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I mean, I don't have a problem with tattoos. Like, I think they're cool. Yeah, I have a couple myself, but, like, I was like, yeah. uh, really? Like, we just went out once. And, oh, no. And she wanted to, she really and so, likes you. And no, and I liked her, too, but it was just like, whoa. She came on strong. Yeah, which, I mean, that's cool and everything. Like, everybody likes to feel, like, it's going well, and they like you, but... Listen, I get it. She sounds super cute on the phone. Let's, let's bring Hannah into the conversation. Mike, I'm glad you said what you said. I think Hannah needed to hear this. Hannah, you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Hannah, you sound adorable, super cute. He even said you're beautiful. I think he just kind of freaked him out with the planning of the future. Yeah, well, I'm pretty surprised, honestly, because it seems like he was like so with me every step of the way with like everything we talked about. Even at the tattoo shop. 
Like, I never would have said or done any of those things if I had thought that he, if I hadn't thought he was, like, right there with me, you know? Really? Just, like, I just like him, and I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm embarrassed. Oh, don't be embarrassed. We've all done something somewhat similar at some point. Yeah, and honestly, he's got nothing but good things to say about you. I just think it moved really fast, and maybe he was just trying to be a good sport, you know, mistakenly giving you the impression that he's all about it. And that's what sucks for her is because, I mean, if he's going along, then it does seem like he's on the same page. I, I mean, it's not that I'm, I'm not on the same page. Like, I, you know, I have goals in my life, too, but it's just like on, on a first date, you know, I, I just don't see, like, that we have to be, like, you know, Putting up the white picket fence, you know. Well, yeah. I mean? was it that she was, you know, talking and like planning your future together, or was she just kind of saying, you know, someday this is what I would like to have happen? I'd like to have a a house on the west side and two kids and kind of both, like asking me what I wanted to to see if it like matched up and stuff and. I don't know. Sometimes it just felt like I was at a, like a job interview or something. You know? <laughs> God, that's a, yeah, and that's such a tough terrain to maneuver because you do want to find out if the, if the other person never ever wants any kids and wants to move to Alaska at some point. Yeah. It'd be nice to know that sure. early on. Yeah, want to so know out of the gate. You got to be very careful on how you maneuver that conversation and and position those questions. Right, and you guys are young. You're college students. Those conversations you don't quite have. Haven't had them enough times to be really smooth yeah. with the delivery. Well, I'll tell you what, Mike. I I don't know if you'd be up for a second date with Hannah, but I'm an advocate for Hannah on this one. I, I know too. she came on kind of strong, but I'd love to see the two of you try this again. And, and Hannah, now that you kind of know where Mike is coming from, are you cool with maybe doing this again and just chilling a little bit? Totally. I can be calm. <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. What about you, Mike? I mean, I definitely like Hannah a lot. As long as, I don't know, it's it's just more chill than it was last time. Yeah, well, and you don't want to give the wrong idea, and I Mm -hmm. totally get that. Don't accidentally encourage the behavior. Right. No, I I hear you. I mean, I just just need to, I guess, just, just no tactics. How about that? No what? Oh, no tattoos. No yeah. tattoos. We got to wait till what? The tenth date for that? Yeah, maybe, maybe longer. Yeah. <laughs> a couple right. of years. So, Mike, you're in, right? Yeah, I, I, I would totally go out with Hannah again. Okay, nice. you're not just going along to get along here, right? <laughs> no, I, I really did like her, and it's you know, all right. I would love to go out with her again. She's really cute and and really friendly, and yeah. All right, all right. We, got, we got a second nice. date. I like this one. I feel good about this one. I love it. I do, too. All right, well, Hannah, I'll tell you what, though. We're going to set this up with Mike. So, Hannah, we'll say goodbye to you for now. Thanks for coming on the Jeff and Jen Morning Show. Oh, thank you, guys. And yeah. we appreciate all those sweet things you said to us in the beginning of the call. That was very nice. Aw, I love you guys. You're so great. We love you, too. And, Mike, I'm going to put <laughs> you on hold, and we'll work out all the details, okay? Okay, sweet. All right, buddy, hang on. Oh, they're so cute. Yeah. (laughs) So if you've been out on a first date and you haven't heard back, we'll do a second date update call for you if you want us to. Just got to get a hold of us, 513-749-2320, or email us, jeffandjen at wkrq.com. All right.